You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Oh, 
to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters, in the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? Reporters libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted, and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and Black Talk. RadioNetwork.com, and I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotel family, hope everything is well with you today. Hope you had a good day. Hope you had a good weekend, or having a good weekend, a good Decorations Day weekend. You know, today is the Decorations Day Memorial. We'll talk about that. But you still have a chance to do some things. You're off of work. Some are working and getting that double time. (laughs) 
whatever the case may be, family. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our, our archives at timeforanawakening.com. Top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. But you also can use babaoshi.net. Go to any search engine that you may use. But Baba Oshi, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I dot net in it. And then once again, there'll be programs that are dated and titled. Same programs. That's right. Baba Oshi dot net. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. Uh, just this program and Time for an Awakening. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 when I saw Jamoki, I asked him, was he going to continue with um, conversations, reparations, you know, and uh, he's still debating on that. I don't know. You know, I understand that the, the uh, commitment I've been doing this now will be nine years pretty soon, you know, and it's an honor for me to do it. It really is. I've been fortunate and and trying to stay abreast of all the things that are happening to African people on a global level because what I'm talking about is not local but you know things happen locally and regionally and statewide and nationwide and worldwide and my main concern is the worldwide African liberation that's why I look at reparations as a global redress. I look at reparations as a global redress. The world has done us wrong. And so we're going to take the world to the Hague, to the United Nations, wherever the hell we're taking the world to. But we're demanding. And one thing I think that the world will have to pay for is once we come into unity and control our land and our resources. You want resources? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me tell you what you owe us. See, you got to come from a position of strength. Oh, let me finish with the introduction so we can talk. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, man. I tell you. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African owned businesses, is webuyblack.com. Get everything. You need from American African owned businesses, webuyblack.com. Yeah, you go, you know, go online and check them out, please. Webuyblack.com. Because if we don't support them, who will? Love to see them at the Malcolm X Festival. Chance to talk with them. Told them I ate. Few of them I saw, you know. I, I promote you cats every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you know. And they ain't got a dime. Because I don't want to. I'm going to do that, though. You know, because I know Brother Kwaku has been on me about it. And, and definitely. <laughs> definitely Brother Elliot, Brother Elliot, man. So, Habesha. Habeshaincorporated.org. Habeshaincorporated.org. Helping establish schools. At home and abroad. That's what Habesha stands for. That's right. 
and of course Habashaw. Oh, man, I, I apologize. Um, I jumped a gun, family. Africa for the Africans, you know that. I jumped a gun. My bad. Because Bobmani Tahemba, he's in. He's in. Um, he's in Ghana, and um, he'll be back on the fifth, and I'll be back on the tenth. So sometime during that week of the tenth, we'll be talking with Brother Bobmani Tahemba and how things are going, what things are looking like, um, all the good things that are happening in Ghana and and in the African world and what's upcoming, you know, trips that are upcoming with him. Also, two brothers and sisters, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans. Okay. Now I'm over here at Habesha. And, of course, Habesha... <laughs> I love the brothers and sisters at Habashaw. I love the work that they're doing with children. And of course, they got the um, Organic Fest upcoming next month, June 24th, from noon to 8 p.m., 477 Windsor Street in here in Atlanta. And uh, of course, they launched the Kashi Project back in October in Ghana. And it's great pictures. So go to HabashawIncorporated.org. Ledge, Land for the Environmental Development Group Economics Ledge deals in the four areas of human existence, of human necessity, which are food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects in six different countries and over 170 employed and over 260 members. Brothers and sisters become a member of the Ledge Group. I've stated many times before, if you are a member, you have an opportunity to purchase land. That's right, $250 an acre to purchase land in Tanzania. Your land might be overlooking the Serengeti. It might be over, your, the, your, the, the backdrop might be Kilimanjaro. You don't know. Check it out though. Ledge, land for the environmental development of group economics. Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, Abibiatumi.com. Of course, the page, unfortunately, uh, is not happening. But of course, they got the uh, the, the African Power uh, Conference coming in July, you know. So be more on that. Smy Pharmacy, S M A I F A R M A C Y. Smy Pharmacy. Contact Brother Jabril at seven seven zero seven six five seven seven five one at seven seven zero seven six five seven seven five one. Talk to him about what's happening in your life, your health standpoint. Would you? With medications or um, supplements you're taking and so forth. He has a plan for you. Give him a call if you want to see him. Send him an email. Send him an email at smyfarmacy at gmail. Smyfarmacy at gmail. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Empowering communities, changing lives. The Moses West Foundation. The Moses West Foundation provides clean and safe drinking water to communities worldwide through sustainable missions, has a 509 veteran and minority-owned nonprofit organization. We're dedicated to making a lasting impact on the global water crisis. With our innovative atmospheric water generator technology, we address disaster-impacted zones, water scarcity, water scarcity, 
Good boy. Water scarcity. Man. <laughs> get to the point you get old, you can't pronounce nothing. Scarcity. Thank you. And water rescue. Your contributions helps us fulfill our mission to improve access to clean water. Support us today and help change the world. The Moses West Foundation family. The Moses West Foundation. Over rescue, water rescue missions. Over 4 million liters of generated and counting. Over 4 million liters of water generated by the Moses West Foundation. I'm going to go through it because they changed it. I'm going to go through it uh, one day totally so we can all be comprised of what's happening with the Moses West Foundation. Once again, they, they, are, they are in Jackson, Mississippi, you know, in that water situation. Tell you. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located in the West End here in Atlanta on Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard. Cross street from Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna and the West End, West End Mall. And of course, as I said before, you know, that, that, that area is being targeted. But hey, we gonna hang on. That's right. We got Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar with delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and health foods and they had vegan food yesterday and the day before, Saturday and Sunday, vegan place for sale. Give them a call at 404-444-1635. 404-444-1635. What Dada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. The Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Contact Mama Nia. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, t-shirts, figurines, and so much more. At the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 9. On Sunday from 12 to 4. Contact Mama Nia at 404-404-346-3263. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Went to see my good friend last week, Brother Kazim Dejamu. And I tell you, he's done great things with that bar, that coffee bar and bookstore. It's just fantastic. Give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. There is light in the black dot. That's the black dot is east on I-20. Go east on I-20 from Atlanta. Exit 74, make a left. About a mile, and on the left will be the black dot. Jump back on that road and head south, and then head east again. The next exit is exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Exit right, make a right, three lights, and make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. Brothers and sisters, the new Black Wall Street Market. Us lifting us. Us lifting us, the economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Every Thursday night, the Thursday night broadcast from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can listen on Blog Talk Radio. Just go to blogtalkradio.com. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. Us lifting us. But if you want to call to listen, just dial 929 477 2789. That's 929 477 2789. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Cooperative economics or 
family-centered economics, as we like to say. Homeland Village and Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. My good brother, Brother Abijah, he's not open on Mondays. He's open from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall at Booth 225. Give my good sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay-iet.org. I can't say enough about the great work that Sister Gabrielle really has been doing with our young children in the northeastern portion up in the hills of the island of Haiti. Go to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I, Haiti dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. So, Baba Baruti, this Saturday, this right, this this Saturday coming up, they have the ninth annual complementarity conference. African love is beautiful. Yes, it is. I say, Saturday from four p.m. to seven p.m. It's online. It's for, you know, singles, co-parenting, all kinds of good questions can be asked. Thirty-five dollars per couple, twenty dollars per adult, and ten dollars per team. If you want more information, contact Mama Yah at yahbaruti at yahoo.com or 404-753-7237. So what you do, of course, to register, put the information in, make sure your donation is 35, 35 a couple, 20 for an individual and 10 for teens, and to make it payable, uh, PayPal, yahbaruti at yahoo, cash app, Dollar sign, y'all, the letter M, Baruti. And, of course, um, put the pertinent information. Complimentarity, your name and your email address. So they can send you the link. The Complimentarity. Complimentarity Conference is open to mature teens and adults, single adults, couples who affirm that Africa love is revolutionary. Okay? Right on. Complimentarity Conference. Also, too, they have the school opening and the... Uh, for tutorial programs, June 19th to June to July 14th. And um, another Common Sense Security, July, Saturday, July 8th. Saturday, July 8th. Common Sense Security. Also, to Liberator Minds Black Homeschool and Education Expo. Okay, that's going to be the 12th annual. And that's going to be at Piedmont Technical College Conference Center, July 21st and Friday, July 21st, and Saturday, excuse me, Sunday, Sunday, July 23rd. Two days, but there's a day they're going to skip for whatever reason. So we'll continue to make these announcements, family. We'll continue to do that. Because it's important that you are updated, you are informed, you make intelligent decisions, and you help our community. Because that's how we grow, family. That's how we grow. The Enya Sissim. 
daily revolutionary thought. I got a little light here. I need some light. Yeah, I'm up in here. A battery. <laughs> May 28th. Till we have African men in the seat of power, respected, feared, hated, and reverenced. Our young men will never rise for the reason that they will never look up. Oh, wow. Bishop Henry McNeil Turner. Bishop Henry McNeil Turner, when I first learned about him, he had a quote that God is black. He's got to be black because if God is a white man, there is no hope. <laughs> I don't know how many, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. You know, I've, I've been on this, I'm 70, almost 70 years old now, and I've been on this journey, and I'll stay on this journey to expiration. But man, some of these things that you have read or heard or listened to or went to see, even though they might have been back in the 80s, back in the 90s, you know, old. Man, you still remember like it was yesterday. Bishop Henry McNeil Turner. If there's nothing to see, people tend to not look up. So there has to be a precedence here and now. Whatever our jagnas are for Asafo to want to fulfill their warrior's mission. It's time for a gathering of old men and women. Our elders must set an example of warriorhood in the tradition of the ageless warrior. It is time for a vanguard of elders willing to risk their fixed income and ignore their aches and pains to clear a revolutionary path by practical example. I say. Acts of liberation can only be taught through demonstration. What is there to lose but one's ancestral ship? This is not a call for our elders to become anarchists. That is a European disposition. Chaos for the sake of chaos, destruction for the sake of destruction. Destruction and chaos simply for their own sake is counterproductive. When in the end, the old European order is simply replaced in with a new European order. This is not what we are after. And European culture cannot be changed in anything African. Let me repeat. This is not what we are after. And European culture cannot be changed into anything African. And I know for some of us, because we look damn lazy, we just hope and pray that we can find some way to shape and fashion this in our image and in our interest. No. This is not what we are after, and European culture cannot be changed into anything African. We have to see that historically, anarchy is a European strategy where the frustrated, dispossessed seek to undermine the stability and security of their empowered brothers so that they can replace them by appropriating their privilege. Anarchy is only an effective nation-building tool if used in the context of a conscious vision. Affirm, I exude a power rightfully respected, feared, and hated. Affirm, I exude a power rightfully feared and respected and hated. Yes. May 29th. May 29th. 
Global equality is accessible only through, let me read this firmly for you, brothers and sisters. Global equality is accessible only through raw, naked power. Power that is economic, yes, but power that is also military. All other avenues have been tried and found wanting. Clarence Mumford. The military is the institution with the responsibility of defending the people from others who would deprive them of their way, the African way. Whether a standing army or organized out of a citizen's soldiers at a moment's notice, it is the arm extension of any whole culture. It is only a healthy, solvent, sovereign people grounded in their fully functional culture who can successfully wage a physical battle against any aggressing group or nation whose hostility is in some way prevents us from being self-defining, self-empowering, self-respecting, and whole. The military is not just a minor appendage of society in contrast to other social institutions. During times of invasion, assault, occupation, domination, or other harmful violations from outside, the military ascends as the most important institution. The intellect, energy, and resources of the educational, political, and religious, familiar, and economic institutions become dedicated to the war effort. For it is, for it is a natural defense mechanism for a people to protect themselves. It is a natural defense mechanism for a people to protect themselves. It is the first response for any living organism. A society is a living organism. Any people conscious of being threatened or attacked mobilizes for defense and retaliation to school the attackers. It is only people who have become vanquished into a submissive pacification who do not respond militarily to invasions, assault, occupation, or domination from outside because they weak. Affirm, I am credibly military threat. Affirm, I am a credible military threat. Brothers and sisters, once again, the Inya Sassimb of daily revolutionary thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daily revolutionary thought. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, family. I've done a program, of course, because these Monday holidays, you know, to give you a three-day weekend, because I don't know, I'm old enough, of course, I'm old enough for a lot, but to remember when Memorial Day was the 30th of May, 30th of May, you know, and then, of course, they changed it to the three-day weekend this is in which is ironic the memorial day is kind of like the beginning okay this beginning uh, uh so-called holiday kicks off summer kicks off summer some schools are still in i know milwaukee they, they get out in they get out in june they're out of school here in atlanta and then some other places you know but and then of course in september labor day that kicks off the end of summer, you know, in the beginning of the fall season. So, yeah. But, yeah. Monday, Labor Day. 
Um, I've done a program on this, seen this uh, information many times before. And, and no matter how true things are, that something that we done, something that we did, was the first to do it. And then Caucasians appropriated it. Caucasians took it over. It becomes theirs. With no mention of us having done anything. I understand that and I know that you do too. Once again, because those who listen to this program know it is theirs, not ours. And so what they choose to do and how they choose to do it, it is, it is on them. But sometimes the history is there and it cannot be denied. But once again, too, um, you know, for all the brothers and sisters in all of these wars, because that's what Memorial Day uh, talks about, you know, those who fought in any war, that America was involved in. And of course, America involved themselves, America involved themselves into many skirmishes, many wars. And the young people that died in those wars were sacrificed for the older men, Caucasian men, who were in um, we're, in, we're in finance who are in education but more importantly who are in legislation because it's the legislation it is the fact uh, the president can't declare war Congress is only can declare war but of course the president can do some maneuvering give suggestions and of course, there can be some extenuating circumstances. I know that, that uh, some presidents have made strikes against other countries independent of uh, asking Congress anything. You know, or assassinate individuals. So, when there's a celebration of those who fought for this country, an acknowledgement and a commemoration. You know, I, everything that happens in this country, I, I, you know, I am so jaded, family. <laughs> Believe me, I am. I can give less than a rat's ass about anything that these Caucasians have done and continue to do. Anything. I'm serious. I can care less. In fact, at most times, I could... I hate what they have done. I hate what they have done to the world. I hate what the Europeans have done to humanity. I hate what the Europeans have done to people's lands and resources and so forth. I hate what's happened in Africa particularly. What continues to happen in Africa. All the military bases that are in Africa. European, Caucasian extremism, racism, and privilege is still very prevalent in the world today. And I think the only people that's going to be able to put a check on that is us. 
is us, is Africans. Once Africans reclaim their minds, once Africans reclaim their land, reclaim their culture and their ability to do things independent of anybody, clear our land for for the development of our resources, you know? So it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know? Yeah. It's going to happen. And I'm hoping it happens soon. <laughs> I really do. I hope this happens soon. You know? Because I think for those of us, I wanted to see the progress. That's why I'm I'm staunch with the advocate, the staunch advocate of the Pan-African Federalist Movement because that's what the Pan-African Federalist Movement is about. That's why this past Friday, which of course we uh, made mention of African Liberation Day, and I can't stand the fact that, that the African Union stopped calling it African Liberation Day and just call it Africa Day. That, that pisses me off so much. It really does. And I hate those Negroes kowtow to. I'm quite sure some Caucasians were instrumental in having them do that. No doubt about that as far as I'm concerned. Because the Caucasian didn't want to hear the word liberation. And so some of us would be just, okay, then. Yeah, awesome. But that day is vitally important in terms of its title. Africa, African Liberation Day. Africa Day. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and once again, I feel that that is the most important day for us as African people globally. And that is a day that we should have serious commemoration, serious entertainment, serious symposiums, serious coming together and strategize. I mean, African Liberation Day is that day, May 25th, and we need to promote that. We need to promote that family. Yeah. But, but once again, Memorial Day Decoration Day is a day that we as American Africans right after our captivity decided to do something for the Union soldiers who died in South Carolina at a racetrack who were buried in mass graves that we decided that not only will we do something, but we're going to dig them up and put them in individual graves. We don't know their names. But we're going to give them what, even as we, coming out of our captivity and how evil this system is, and not knowing, too, that there ain't no damn difference between a Union soldier and a Confederate soldier. They fighting each other because of land and ideology. They did not fight for us to be free. 
They wanted to end. In, they wanted to end the captivity because of the emergence of uh, 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 in the north of the economy tied to the emergence of industrialization in the north against the free labor economy of the south. You didn't give a damn if we were free or not, y'all. Let's be real. Let's be honest. They didn't give a damn. They never gave a damn. Because if they did, why didn't they treat us so bad everywhere we went? Why, why were we so disrespected and dogged out in the north as well as the south? <laughs> Wake up, family. Wake up, family. So, Decoration Day was started because of our humanity and our understanding and appreciation of those Union soldiers who died at that racetrack in South Carolina and giving them a, a decent burial. And then, of course, then later, some other uh, things happened within the United States, and, of course, Decoration Day evolved into Memorial Day. And, of course... <laughs> Some other uh, cats that make claim to that. They make um, they make they, they lay claim. Two oh two, good afternoon. Two oh two. Oh, still wish them in the morning. Good old two oh two, good morning. Yeah, it's still, it's you, still hey, morning, brother. brother. How you doing this morning, you know, man? I'm, I'm, good. I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm well, thank you. you. Know, I'm glad you you know, I'm enjoying and I always do enjoy. Uh, the stimulation, the intellectual stimulation, you know, the fact that you're talking about something that's real. You know, a lot of our people, man, we spend so much of our energy on shit that ain't real. Yeah. <laughs> and you're and right. We pursue it when it's, it's not, and I, 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 I'm using that term, which I don't often use, but, you know, that's what comes out of your bowels that's not needed. Mm -hmm. And that's what we pursue. As a people, yeah. you know, life is what we is a gift that 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 we have found ourselves in, and it's something that we should use to improve our condition. Particularly, that's what you I hear you talking about, man. You know, and, and it's not just today. I mean, it's yeah. something that you do regularly. It's a state of mind, right? And it's exactly. it's so rare. It's so rare among people. You know, we we and and, and believe me, and and don't misunderstand what I'm getting ready to say. And not that I think you will, but I'll explain it. You know, I, I, I studied history all my life. You know, I used to work at the Supreme Court, and I used to go up in the library when I'd get off work and read law. And, and it struck me just immediately, no, I won't say immediately, but in my very soul, how much energy, how much, and when I say energy, I mean life energy, that so many of our people have, have expended to try to get these devils to do right when it is not their nature to do right exactly brother you know, i would read man exactly. i read when i read that dred scott b taney mm -hmm. opinion it yes that, i mean that was it for me i didn't need, need to need to read another book that's right after that you didn't because i realized that these people have no intention i i, I hesitate even oh she calling them people 
I don't know really what they are, except Elijah Muhammad said that the best the I devils. could ever describe when I was a child, my m- mother would talk about the devil, and I had this image in my mind. And then as I grew and, and experienced, you know, and you have as well life, we realize this is this is if there's a hell like Curtis said, if there's a hell below, we all you gotta go. go. If we in it, <laughs> yes, sir. you know, I ain't never heard nobody from heaven or hell come back here and say, "Hey, stay out," mm-hmm. except what these crackers have wrote, mm-hmm. you know. So, so we got one life, and maybe we reincarnate. I don't know. I haven't died yet. I'm on my way, just like most of us are. That's right. But I'm just saying, man, we spend so much time talking about what happened uh, past as opposed to what's possible future. You know, and I've always been a future person. So, you know, things like AI scare me, man, not not in the sense of uh, technology, but the fact that they can put thoughts in your mind. Right, right, the technology. That's really what the object is. Exactly. It's to put a thought in your mind and make you compliant with them as though it's your thought. And the, I mean, so, you know, so, and, but see, and but, we, we see. worry about what some, yeah, we worry about what somebody uh, 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 scored in a basketball game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And then I'm not, you know, I mean, not that we shouldn't have relaxation and things, that, but those are not the important things of life, Oshie. No, not at all. You know, like I said, as we get older, man, and we realize we ain't going to be here one day. And the only legacy we'll have is, is our children and our younger relatives yeah. or whatever. And the thought that they have to go through this all over again is 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 not even worth it. Mm-hmm. it. It makes it it makes it not even worth it to pursue what happened. It's like some, you know the marshals coming through your shit out two years ago, and so you still complaining about your shit being thrown out instead of you know <laughs> going on with your life, recovering it. Yeah, yeah, going on with your life, man. You you might hit a lottery ticket. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But but what has happened can't be changed. Mm-hmm. The only thing that can be changed is the present in the direction of the future. That's something that I've learned from reading, yeah, as as well as experiencing. You know, reading to give me a foundation to know what to right. expect. But like I said, man, OG, we in hell, man. Yeah. Like I yeah. said, this there's no way in the world that people can work and have such attentiveness to the society that we, as a people give it and get no result that's positive. Right. I mean, you and I, black men, we are the enemy of the state. You mm-hmm. know, we literally, we're yeah. the enemy. They might fight the Russians, but J. Edgar Hoover said it clearly. No. That we are the enemy. That's right. It's us. You know, the black man in America is the despised, hated mm-hmm. enemy of America. And even, Oshie, when you look at it, the rarely, which I do, to look at TV, I turn the, turn the sound down and just look at the images, you know, and it's incredible. You should try. I mean, if you don't do that, you should do it sometimes. I and, do. And then turn the sound up yeah, and watch I how do. they degrade us. Right. But, it, you, you know, know and, but, and, and everybody who comes here, wherever they come from, even if they came yeah. from Africa, have that negative mindset yeah. about American African people. All of yeah. them. They're lazy to this, they're that. It's you know, we've been degraded and demeaned and disrespected, you know. And even though, in spite of that, there are some of us who have gone on to do tremendous things against tremendous odds. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. I, I, I can never say what a brother or sister cannot do. 
this that. But for us collectively, it is not good. And they mean us no You're good. right, brother. They mean us no good. You're right. Yeah. They mean us no good. It's like they, you know, Oshie, I, some of the books that I've read have really influenced me, as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But, you know, David Walker's Appeal, which was something that I read when I was about 15 years old, man, mm-hmm. it just hit me in my soul that someone could be so eloquent and, quote, unquote, so subservient. Mm-hmm. That brother was brilliant. And, and he could not have been the only one he just captured his thoughts in right. literature, which I think was an amazing feat at that time alone. Mm-hmm. But that brother, I mean, he literally laid it out. And so anybody who was supposedly a representative representative of us, who wasn't teaching from that observed foundation of what the U.S. was about, in other words, what white folks was about, because that's what he was really writing about. America is just the physical representation of the thinking of Caucasians. That's right. In charge. That's right. If that makes any sense. No, it does. It's, and, it's their and, vision. Yeah. It's their vision. And, and they play it out. That's right. And and so what they strike us with is money. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody on their deathbed ever said, oh, man, I need $100,000. <laughs> don't, when it gets to that point, the doctor said, well, you got about two more hours. Yeah, They'll well, say, oh, man, I, take me out to, you know, send me to the casino. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me get some. It ain't about that. Because it ain't going to change nothing. A, it ain't going to change your you exploration. Know, exactly. It ain't going to change a thing, man, mm-hmm. except it take your money out of your pocket. And I'm not I'm not getting on people who go to the casino. That's, you know, your choices. You need to relax sometimes. But I'm saying the pursuit. The things that we don't pursue, which are important, like the future of our children, our grandchildren, you know, slapping these crackers first sometimes. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, why wait to get have, have to retaliate? The hell, if, if you ain't paid your rent for 200 years, you are not going to be living in that house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we for 200 you will plus be removed. 400. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's not your friend. <laughs> you know, that don't pay his rent for 400 years. That's yeah. not your friend. And and we don't seem to get it, man. We seem to think that someday something miraculous right. exactly. is going to happen in the mind yeah, exactly. of white people. We really do. And they're gonna, and, yeah, we do. And they're going to yeah. say, oh, man, we have really treated these black people horribly. Let's fix this. Yeah. They can't even fix it. They oh, can't no. even fix it. The only people that can fix it, Oshi, is you and I. That's right. It's us. Because we are the ones who know what was done to us. They don't. They know what they intended. We don't know how it affected us. Mm-hmm. You don't give a, a alcoholic liquor and tell him pick the best brand to throw away. He's going to drink it all. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the situation we're in, brother. And this, it scares me to know that my grandchildren might have to, you know, uh, compete with robots. Mm who are designed to make sure that yeah. they don't get any progress. That's right. That's deep. Designed. Mm-hmm. Because you got white folks programming them. Yeah. You think they're going to program them to be, hey, see, treat everyone equal? And see, and that's, that's, why, treat them. that's why, to me, the most important thing we can do is to understand the dynamics that are going on here and get our ass back home to Africa. Kick, yes. kick all yes. those son of a bitches out and develop Africa. We need roads. We need highways. We need ports. We need water systems. Mm. We need all kinds of stuff. Schools, hospitals, all this stuff is going to be there. Here, these mothers are talking about 
this consistent automation, this consistent technology, the, the artificial intelligence that's coming along that's going to do everything and, 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 and displace human beings. What you going to do? And your ass already yep. been the last hired, first fired. So now what you going to do? Yep. You know, every time you say that, man, on the radio about us going, you know, and it's been something that has been on my mind since I first heard the nation name Liberia. You know, mm-hmm. we just ought to pack our shit up and go and wave goodbye. Yep. And, and if we got to fight the jungle, tigers and bears, it would be oh better. It would be more natural. Yeah. It would be more natural than having to try to figure out a way to get these people to leave us alone. When they write all the laws, they run the country. They got our minds or the minds of too many of our people who just keep saying, Oh, well, we can get along. We, we shall overcome. We will overcome. If we leave, I love my parents, but I realized I had to get out of that right. house. Right. You know, exactly. I had to get out of that house for me to live the life that I had in my mind. And to this day, I still love my parents, sure. but I had to live my life. Mm-hmm. And we, we, you know, it's like, they're going to change. They're going to change or they're human or no, they ain't no. got no evidence that they're going to no. change. And there's no evidence that they're the kinds of humans that we are. I can't, I'm not a, a, a physiologist. I can't really say that they're human or not, but they damn sure don't think like we think about no. life. No, not at all. That's proven. They're selfish. That's proven. That's the history right. that they wrote, Oshi, exactly. not that we wrote. They're selfish and greedy. They don't want to share. These people are evil, man. These people are evil. I, I, you know, and, and the history I proves it out. And so all I'm saying is that the main thing that we need to do is close ranks, pull our resources, and do for ourselves. Develop mechanisms yes, and systems that will benefit us as a people as we begin to sojourn up out of here because there ain't a damn thing we can do here that will change the minds of Caucasians. We can't do it. Maybe some other Caucasians of uh, uh, who have empathy or sympathy can make them do that. I don't know. I don't think so. You know, but and even at that, I wouldn't I dare wait you. on it. You know, it, it, to me, it, the, it's time to go. We need to look at it, analyze it, discuss it. It's time to go. You know, when I read the Inye Sesim, uh that I read every program, and, and it talked about, um, you know, where Bishop Mc, Henry McNeil Turner talked about the destruction and the chaos that happens. And yeah. Bishop Mc, Henry McNeil Turner, man, sure. <laughs> I would like that quote that he had, that God is black, God has got to be black, because if God is a white man, there is no hope. That's right. <laughs> it is. If if this God that these Caucasians have been imposing upon us is a Caucasian, like they like the images that they constantly perpetuate, psh, man, get out of here. You know, but but well, the point, every image yeah. is there. But but, but well, but, I was just gonna say every no. Go ahead. I didn't cut you off. No, no. Please. But all I was gonna say is that it, it what what the brother was talking about was you know uh, the destruction that happens within us and that our elders us mm. need to come together to show the younger people here's what we need we don't mm. have the ability we you know our days my days of, of, of boxing and fighting is over but my days of helping us when any way i can in uh, giving guidance giving information is more needed so for us to be the jegnas or the jegnot or the or the elders or those who are showing guidance is necessary that we need to come together, you know, 
and, and, and begin to lay some foundations for those things to happen. Because if we're talking about power and, 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 and power is not information and education, power is not voting, you know, power is not money. Power is the ability to define reality. And that is the issue mm. for us. We need to define the reality in our image and in our interest to hell with them. We need to define the reality. And, and I'm not talking about imposing our reality on anyone, but making sure that mm-hmm. what it is for us, the visions we have for us are real and they're attainable and we all agree to them and we all march in that direction. See, that's, that's the bottom line for me. You know, but uh, well, you just reminded me of of an argument about uh, us being a species of human, and I think that's probably the most accurate one that I've heard. And it compared me to other living things, other living creatures on this planet. Mm-hmm. And each species, if you will, has its own way of life. Right. It has its own food. It reproduces in its own specific cycles. Uh, it lives, it defends itself when attacked, no matter who's attacking it, even, no matter whether they are not even capable of defending themselves, they will fight. It's natural right. to it's fight natural. when you're being it's, attacked. It's, it's natural. natural. It's even natural. if you've got plants in your house, yes. brother, and you start pinching the leaves, yeah. a plant They'll will curl from... up to protect itself. A dog will yes. run. A cat will run from a dog until three or four more cats gather to run that That's dog, right, dog to off. Exactly. Away. That's, it, it's, a natural it's we, a natural we, instinct. We, we, we go through the legislature. <laughs> we go through the police. Yeah. And the police wait. Well, you got a gun? Yeah. No, uh, I'm a registered owner. Pow. Yeah. Or, you know, this guy was killed in the police station with a gun. You know, you see what I'm saying? It, it's almost time. like a bad cartoon. It's, yeah. It is a bad cartoon. It is. We run to the very people who have designed a system that we cannot productively participate in, and we find reasons to complain. It's like playing chess. Mm-hmm. I, take all your, mm-hmm. I take all your pieces off and leave you with a king and pawns, and then you complain that you can't beat me. That's right. It's designed That's for you design. not to exactly. win. Exactly. Well, listen, dear brother, hang on with me, brother Rich. I'm going to take a break here. I'll I'll come back from the break. I'll be happy to, man. I'm going to read this piece and we'll have some more discussion. Okay, my brother? All right. Yes, sir. You bet. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We're going to be right back. You stay with us on this Decoration Day. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie. On time for an awakening media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. I'm your host, Baba Oshi, and I'm honored to be here. Pleasure to talk with you. Hope you talk back by giving us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We're talking today. Today, of course, is Decoration Day. That's what they call it then. And of course, it evolved into Memorial Day. You know, when it was taken over. One of the earliest Memorial Day simmer, uh, ceremonies was held by Freed. American Africans. At the close of the Civil War, people recently freed from captivity in Charleston, South Carolina, honored the fallen Union soldiers. It was born out of a necessity after the American Civil War. A battered United States was faced with the task of burying and honoring the 600 to almost 800,000 Union and Confederate soldiers who had died in the single bloodiest military conflict on American soil in its history. The first national commemoration of Memorial Day was held in Arlington National Cemetery on May 30th, 1868. (coughs) Excuse me. Where both Union and Confederate soldiers are buried. Several towns and cities across America claim to have observed their own earlier versions of Memorial Day or Decoration Day. As early as 1866, the earliest name is derived from the fact that decorating graves was and remains the central activity for today. There are people who have gone out to cemeteries across this country putting flags and flowers on their deceased members, their family. Not just those who fought, but it's always an honor for those who fought in whatever war, from the Revolutionary War to Afghanistan and any other conflict since. But it wasn't until a remarkable discovery in a dusty Harvard University archive late in the 1990s that historians learned about a decoration day, a commemoration organized by a group of American Africans just freed from captivity less than a month less than a month after the Confederacy surrendered in 1865. Back in 1996, David Blight, a Caucasian professor of history at Yale University, was researching a book on the Civil War when he had one of those once-in-a-lifetime career eureka moments. A curator at the Harvard Halton Library asked if he wanted to take a look through two boxes of unsorted material from Union veterans. There was a file labeled First Decoration Day, the members blight, still amazed at his good fortune. And inside, on a piece of cardboard, was a narrative handwritten by an old veteran, plus a date referencing an article. Excuse me. referencing an article in the New York Tribune. 
That article, that narrative told the essence of the story that ended up telling in his book of this march on the racetrack in 1865. The racetrack in question was Washington Racecourse and Jockey Club. Washington Racecourse and Jockey and Jockey Club in Charleston, South Carolina. And another tidbit, jockeys. At that time, family, at that time, all of the jockeys and people who trained the horses were African. They were African. They were American Africans. All of the jockeys. There hasn't been an American African jockey. Not in, I can't remember ever seeing one in lifetime. But at that time, I don't know when that changed. Maybe I'll research that. When that began to change, I think it began to change in the 50s, 40s, 40s maybe, 40s, 50s. But anyway. The race act, the racetrack in question was the Washington Race Course and Jockey Club in Charleston, South Carolina. In the late stages of the Civil War, the Confederate Army transformed a formerly posh country club into a makeshift prison for Union captives. More than 260 Union soldiers died from disease and exposure while being held in the racetrack's open-air infield. Their bodies were hastily buried in a mass grave behind the grandstands. When Charleston fell and the Confederate troops evacuated the badly damaged city, those freed from captivity remained. One of the first things that those brothers and sisters did through emancipation, men and women, was to give the fallen Union soldiers a proper burial. They exhumed the mass grave and reinterned the bodies in a new cemetery with a wall, whitewashed fence, with a, excuse me, tall, with a tall, whitewashed fence inscribed with the words, Martyrs of the Racetrack. And then on May 1st, 1865, something even more extraordinary happened. According to two reports that Blight found in the New York Tribune and the Charleston Courier, a crowd of 10,000 people mostly freed Africans with some Caucasian missionaries, staged a parade around the track. 3,000 American African children, school-aged children, carried bouquets of flowers and sung John Brown's body. Members of the famed 54, the 54 Regiment Massachusetts, that's the one that... Uh, Frederick Douglass' son was that's the one that is highlighted in the movie Glory with uh, Denzel Washington. Henry Brower in that movie, if you want to check it out, plays Frederick Douglass' son. And other American African Union regiments were in attendance and performed double time marches. American African ministers recited verses from the Bible. If the news reports are accurate, the 1865 gathering at the Charleston racetrack would be the earliest decoration day or Memorial Day commemoration on record. Blight excitedly called the Avery Institute for American African History and Culture at the College of Charleston looking for more information on this historic event. I've never heard of it. 
They told him. Blight said, they told me I've never heard of this. This never happened. But it was clear from the newspaper reports that a Memorial Day observance was organized by, by Africans in Charleston at least a year before other U.S. cities and three years before the first national observance. How had that been lost to history for over a century? This was a story that had really been suppressed, both in local memory and certainly in national memory, said Blight. But nobody who has witnessed it could ever have forgotten it. Blight kept digging for more information, but the only other mention he found of the racetrack event was a 1916 correspondence sent from a woman's civil war social society in New Orleans to its sister chapter in Charleston asking about a big parade of free Africans on a horse track at the end of the war. I regret that I'm unable to gather any official information to answer to this, wrote Charleston Society's president. That's such a telling statement, said Blight. The woman who wrote that letter may not have known about it, but the fact that she did, she didn't tell this, tells the, but the fact that she didn't tells the story. Once the war was over and Charleston was rebuilt in the 1880s, the city's Caucasian residents likely had little interest in remembering an event held by their captors to celebrate the Union dead. They didn't fit the vit that didn't fit their vision of what the war was all about anyway. That's what Blight said. <laughs> In time, the old horse track and country club were torn down, and thanks to a gift from a wealthy northern patron, the Union soldiers' graves were moved from their humble white fenced graveyard in Charleston to the Beaufort National Cemetery. The Beaufort National Cemetery. By the time Blight was rummaging through the Harvard archives in 1996, the story of its first Memorial Day had been entirely forgotten, or perhaps not entirely. After his book, Race and Reunion, was published in 2001, Blight gave a talk about a Memorial Day at the Smithsonian Institute, at the Smithsonian National Museum of American History. And after it was finished, an old woman, American African old woman approached him. You mean to tell me that story is true? Woman said to Blight. I grew up in Charleston and my great granddaddy used to tell us this story about a parade at the end of the racetrack. And we never knew whether to believe him or not. You mean that's true? For Blight, it's less important whether the 1865 commemoration or the martyrs of the racetrack is officially recognized as the first Memorial Day. It's the fact that this occurred in Charleston at a cemetery site for Union dead in a city where the Civil War had begun, said Blight, and that it was organized and done by American Africans is what gives it such potency. Yes. Yes, it is. And it's true. And it's true. And even though it's true, family, once again, you know, we, there are so many things that we have done that we can lay claim to 
that that we get no credit for. Just like when they talk about our genius, the things that we created, the things that we've invented in spite of, in spite of racism, segregation, denial of humanity, but yet and still, we use our genius. The fact that, the fact that physically, we dominate. The fact that one time back, I'd say, at least about 50-some years, they were pushing that near to, well, yeah, you can, you're a tremendous athlete, but you, you know, you, you're not intelligent, especially when it came to certain sports. But like, for instance, football, you know, there was uh, no quarterbacks or middle linebackers because those two positions in football specifically were the, the, the individual who would give direction. The individual had to be smart. The individual had to be, you know, cool under pressure and so forth. And, of course, that couldn't be us because we're not smart. We only react. <laughs> and, of course, today, sometimes if you don't have a brother quarterback and who can throw and run, the middle linebackers, of course, one of the first ones was Willie Lanier, Kansas City Chiefs. And then, of course, Mike Singletary, but now there's so many. But all is blown up. <laughs> Defensive backs, if you, you can tell somebody, there has not been a Caucasian. I ain't talking about a safety. Strong safety, weak safety, right side safety. I ain't talking about a safety. I'm talking about cornerback, a guy that goes out there on an island with a receiver who knows where he's going and what he's going to do. And that person's objective is to help shut him down. There hasn't been a Caucasian since this cat named who played for the New York Giants who played at USC, Jason Seahorn. I think that was the 80s. I could be, you know, but maybe not. But, but the point I'm making, the point I'm making is that whatever we've done, whatever we are allowed to apply ourselves to, whatever we thought of and did, That's what I'm saying. I know we can get ourselves up out of this mess. I know that we can change our minds, which will change our direction, which will change our vision, will help us understand that this situation was not good for us. It will never be good for us. And if we don't do this, we are doomed. If we don't do this, we are doomed. So, for those brothers and sisters in 1866, right after the war was over, the Civil War was over, a month or so later, a couple of months later, in May, those brothers and sisters knew about the racetrack. And they knew on the end side of the racetrack, there were mass graves, over 260 maybe plus of Union soldiers. And they built a white fence, tall white fence, and they buried those people. They gave them respect. 
You think them crackers would have did that shit for us? Hell no. That's how humane we are. That's how we are. They don't deserve to live amongst us. Let me repeat myself. They don't deserve to live amongst us. Brothers and sisters, we have to get together, get our asses out of here and go home and liberate Africa. That's why African Liberation Day must be what it is. That It must say what it is. You know, damn Africa Day. Some damn Negroes. Cop talking to them crackers. They did that. I know they did it. I know they, oh yeah, they might have voted on it at the at the at the AU African Union, but I know where it came from. Oh, you mustn't speak about liberation. Just have an Africa Day, because Africa is for everybody. No, Africa ain't for everybody. Africa is for Africans. Africa is for Africans at home and abroad. Africa is for Africans, and there ain't no black Africans. Because they say, well, there's black Africans. Well. And there must be white Africans and there must be Chinese Africans and there must be no there's only Africans give me a call at 215 490-9832 215-490-9832 yeah I guess I can get a little emotional a little spirited but to me uh, brothers and sisters, um, our situation is tenuous. Tomorrow's not promised. We must, and I repeat, we must begin to get this, get get our minds right, get our African minds right, and to begin to prepare to defend each other. When I made mention of of an army. Once again, in the Inyasisem of today, it's reading. We have to defend ourselves. We're dealing with an evil-ass people who have, who, who is, as you, if you have listened to this program, you know, I always said it, found, will always find a better way to kill your ass. And that's them, all kind of technology. They have the ability to blow this planet up. And 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 they're so evil and so selfish and so damn greedy. I wouldn't put it past them to do it. I wouldn't. If they thought that they're losing it all, they blow it up before they share it. If they thought they had to to come under uh, uh, the rule of African people, like some Caucasians did in South Africa. So many left. They went back to Ireland. They went back to Holland. They went back to England. They went back to whatever. And some just left and went to another African country that that, that they felt was still in control, like Namibia by the Germans, Kenya by the British. There were their enclaves. But just like in South Africa, where there are areas in South Africa now that only white people can go into. Only white people. 
Only Caucasians can occupy this particular area. And because they can create uh, the power grid that they need, the water supply that they need, grow their own food, self-sufficient. With the water situation, you aquaponics, self-sufficient. Nowhere else. There's no place for us to do that. We can't go into a, a, a country in Europe and stick, make, a, make a claim of some land, fence all that land off, and say, this land is our sovereign land. Nobody can come in here. If you work here, you got to be out of here before sundown. Because I have seen some places like that, that that they allow us to come and do custodial work, cleaning up. Oh, man, family. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. So, yeah, so it don't make no difference. So, so what you had the first, well, you know, we had the first, uh, 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 you know, Memorial Day uh, was observing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I do that because I'm making that particular point. I do that because what I just read to you, even though this Caucasian got that information, and 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 he and he went with it, and it came out to be what it is, to the point of an old lady, in his presentation at the Smithsonian, who lived in Charleston. She said, "Is that true? Is that really true? My great granddaddy told us about that, and that kids were parading around and so forth." That's really true. But as far as this country is concerned, there ain't a damn thing that we have done. That they were bound, just like just like Brother Rich said, I always think too of the Dred Scott decision. That the white people have no, that black people have no rights that white people are bound to respect. We have no rights. Some have argued we're just here on the goodness of some white folks because otherwise the vast majority of these white folks, fo folks would love to have us eliminated. Especially because as far as they're concerned, there ain't no more cotton to pick, ain't no more tobacco to pick, ain't no more sugar cane, ain't none of that. No, all that's over. And I don't want you competing with me for jobs. I don't want you, you know, living in my neighborhood. I don't want you going to school with my kids. And you know what? I don't either. I don't want to. 
you know, I've, I've, I've become more of an agnostic lately more than ever. You know, might consider myself an atheist. Number one, I don't believe anything. If there's some theology that white people are pushing, I sure in the hell don't agree with it. I sure in the hell don't believe in it. But even the religions that are tied of the the uh, Aramaic religions, Abrahamic, excuse me, Aramaic, the, the Abrahamic, <laughs> the Abrahamic religions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, the three major dominant religions and two of the most proselytizing religions, Christianity and Islam. No. Mm -mm, don't know. Number one, none of these are for African liberation. None of them talk about African self-determination. None of them. Mm -mm. And so I do believe in African spirituality. You know, Africans didn't impose religion on each other. They didn't do that. You know. But also Africans, unfortunately, we didn't come together because we developed independently, culturally independently, for so long. But damn it, now we must come together. And that's been that since Kwame Nkrumah stated it. It's been that since Patrice Lumumba said it. It's been that since Sheikh Andrew Jop said it. All of the great African thinkers, all of the great Pan-Africanists who are outside of Africa are saying it. We all understand at this moment in time, that is the thing for Africans to do. Cut the bullshit, close ranks, pull your resources, do for yourselves, get your land, control your land, develop Build schools, hospitals, roads, highways, ports. Develop. Exploit your resources. Here, here, um, uh, in Haiti and South Africa, two of the places that have, uh, what was that, in Wakanda, vibranium. No, there's, uh, what does it call it? Um, Italy. Uranium? No, it's something like that. Somebody can maybe can help me. You know, I, I may mention it at the African uh, Liberation Day that these two places have it. And it's, it is a material that comes from outer space. It's a material that comes from space. And it's utilized because it, it doesn't burn. Uranium? Uranium. Uridium. Look it up. Africa, South Africa, and Haiti. And yet, Haiti, you know how poor it is? They don't have it across the other side of the island. They ain't got it. The Dominican Republic ain't got it with a prejudiced, bigoted, color-struck ass. They don't have it. 
the brothers and sisters in Haiti. But they gangs. There's so much dysfunction. There's so much stuff. It's hard. Man. South Africa. The impoverishment of South Africa is so is so steep and pervasive. I saw a piece on South Africa where pe- people are living not by a dump. Not in the vicinity of a dump. Living in a dump. Living in a dump. Family. Let me give my brother Paul. Good afternoon, Paul, or good evening, Paul, or whichever one it is. Hello, can you hear me, Baba Ochi? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear, my friend. Oh, that's great. Good to hear that. Good to know that. Um, good, good morning to you, and uh, how are you doing, Baba Ochi? I'm well, thank you, man. I'm doing well. Good, good to hear that. Good to do that. It's a, it's a bank holiday here. Uh, so. Um, What's the holiday there? The bank holiday, as they call it. Bank? You know what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Here, so it's, here it's here it's a Memorial Day, a day to honor the fallen, those who have died in any of America's wars, from the Revolutionary War to the Afghan, or okay. now, you know, the Iraqi <laughs> War, not the Iraqi War, um, Ukraine, the Ukraine War, because there's been a, about I don't know, about twenty some. Americans who have died, and but um, um, American troops are not there. They they just want to go fight, you know. They just want to go war break out. I hate the Russians. I just want to go fight. It's just like it's just like uh, uh, the dude that played football. His name was uh, you know Pat uh, something like that. And then and nine uh, eleven happened, you know. And the country, even though nine eleven is an inside job, he lost his life for nothing. Pat Tillman, he gave up his career for nothing, and so he. The, so the government said that Osama bin Laden and they did this man. Well, I got to go get him. I got to go. F-. So he quit his football job, the, the millions of dollars that he left, and and he, you know, was in a, in in a uh, group that were in the hills of Afghanistan. In fact, he was killed by friendly fire. They were firing, and he was up ahead, and he got shot in the back. He was killed by friendly fire, and they labeled him a hero. They labeled him a hero because he gave up his football career. In fact, the the Arizona Cardinals made a statue of him. Made a statue. Yes. I, I don't know much about that story, but let me ask you a question. Do you think his life was sacrificed? Well, he sacrificed his life, yes, because he. But you say you, you you say friendly fire, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know, know the story, but you you say friendly fire, right? And to me, <laughs> that suggests that. Would well, well, you think it was deliberate friendly fire, or it was coincidental, or do you think it was accident friendly fire? I uh, I don't think it was deliberate. I don't I don't I, I don't know that, and nor have I heard anything about that. But obviously, in some cases, there was friendly fire that was deliberate because there might have been some squabbles and so forth within the troops but let's just say no and that this was a case uh, of, of, of a mishap 
you know, a big mistake. They, they were firing upon who they perceived as the enemy. They were up in the hills. He was ahead, and he got shot by one of the people uh, in his troop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, you see, for me, Baba Ochi, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm always skeptical. I mean, I, like I said, I don't know the story, but I have to be a skeptic. The reason being is when I look at, when I look at our, our adversaries, you know, we, we go and like, like this brother, we go and fight for them. We go and defend them. And um, sometimes I think it's not in our remit. It's not in our integrity to think that they won't kill us deliberately. It's just not in our, but yet they've been killing us deliberately for hundreds of years. They have been sacrificing us. And it, it sometimes amazes me how we do not see that they are they are deliberately and purposely targeting us from the womb to the tomb. Yes. They start murdering us from the moment we come out of the womb. You know, we constantly hear these statistics uh, constantly being perpetrated here in England and in America. How let's talk about um, women suffer, black women suffer from all these. Um, sort of um, birth defects when they're, you know, disproportionately to white women. Right. And I always say to myself, how is that possible? You know what I mean? Oh. I, 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 you know, I don't know if they're lying. I don't know if it's true. I'm skeptic about it. Sure. I, I think it's, I think it's a deliberate tactic to, um, to target us and keep us demoralized, keep us in a state of uh, non-progression. Uh, so therefore, when I hear a story like that, I do wonder if he was deliberately sacrificed. Because sacrifice, sacrificing us, is part of this uh, 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 progressive struggle. They see that as progress. Mm. They see that sacrificing, sac- and ki- killing us and sacrificing us is how they progress. And you know, there's so much evidence to 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 to, to show that. But it's almost as if we don't. Some, a lot of us don't believe that's happening, and it is happening. You, because you know, we don't want to believe um, it, Paul. Because we don't want to believe it. No, we, we don't want to believe, believe it. Yeah, we want to believe that somehow we, don't want to believe it. we our suffering can be redemptive, and our Caucasians will begin to say, "Man, we're really sorry for what we did, and let's come together and let's all share." Yeah, right. That shit ain't gonna happen. It ain't happen. It not happening. So it ain't gonna happen. But we keep holding out hope. That some epiphany, you know, come along that these crackers will wake up and, and be willing to work with us in a humane way. It ain't happening. No. In fact, the way it looks, and, and particularly the politics, you know, the politics of this country, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know about uh, the UK or Europe, but based upon what I've read, what I've seen, what I've heard, it, you know, the, the treatment of African people in Europe is just as evil and bad as the treatment of African people anywhere else. But here in the United States, where this is supposed to be, and it has, and it has uh, uh, said that it's, it's, it's a place where, uh, you know, all these so-called different groups can come along and live in harmony and so forth, that America's ideals and America's, uh, you know, models and so forth are, they lend itself to other groups being able to have just as much right to work and, and to live and to strive and education and liberty as anywhere else. I I beg to differ. 
it had you know I look but, at this I look at the society I beg to differ. But but Ochi, you know, as you talk, I cut out, sorry, I cut out and I come back. But um, as you're talking, I was thinking about Chancellor Williams' work, destruction of the black civilization, where he articulates um, uh, a great deal of the mistakes we have made, um, and uh, those. Those mistakes have been accepting people who we feel um, are not going to harm us when they are going to harm us. They sit down and pretend that they're our friends, and 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 they 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 secretly uh, do damage and they wait to the point where they can take over and destroy. Now the reality of it is, uh, many may not accept this. You may not. I think you may accept this, but for me. Their ultimate goal, and I see it every day, is is to um, suppress the African or anybody of African descent. I see it here in the UK. Yes. I see it actually happening. Yes. It's yes. happening every day. Every day it's happening. You know, I've said this before on your show. We know that in, in America that there's a disproportionate amount of Afri so-called African-Americans in the penal system. I've heard people say, and I haven't got proof for it, they say in the UK, uh, per capita, the proportion is higher. And I can't prove that. I've heard it many times, people say it. It tells me that there is a, an agenda. And that same agenda is in Africa, it's in the West, it's in America, it's in the UK, it's in France, it's all over. Yes. They are actively, every day, working to suppress us. And why are they doing this? Because their ultimate objective is to take Africa. That's the yes. ultimate objective. Yes. And I, 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 nobody can convince me of any, any That's difference. the prize. Their ultimate objective yes. is to take Africa. And they're working on it 24-7-365. So I'm just going to, I want to say this as well, yeah? In terms of the right-wing, left-wing, um, 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 polytrickian agenda, I feel sometimes I sit there and think, in America, I feel that, Trump needs to come to power. And let me tell you why Trump needs to come to power. Um, there, there's, um, there's a, uh, I was listening to this social engineer. He says that um, how they create liberal thinking. And he says that how they create liberal thinking, they make people think they're safe. If they create a, 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 um, an atmosphere that people think they're safe, people are more likely to vote liberal. If they create an atmosphere of fear, if they create an atmosphere where people think they're under attack, people automatically uh, go to the conservative model because conserve means to protect your interests, okay? Mm -hmm. So they automatically, this is part of social engineering. So what I'm saying is that, right, in terms, if that's true, it's probably better for us to have Trump in power. And the reason why I say that, because once the people know and see him because he's up front, he tells you who he is, we, 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 we're more active. Well, to me, I don't know, I might be wrong. Well, it seems that people are less active when they have someone like Biden, who pretends that he's your friend, gives you the idea that he's your friend, when he's not really your friend. He's more dangerous to me than Trump. That's how I see it. I might be wrong, but I feel he's more dangerous than Trump. He's taken us into the world war. He's, he's the, I mean, he, the, his actions are going to get us in the UK killed because the first target will be the, London. That's where they will bomb first. Mm -hmm. That's his actions. You understand? We're, yep. Right now, despite Trump yep. being a, 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 a Afrophobic, he he 
doesn't want to go to war with Russia, which is the ap- absolute suicide for the world. So the reality of it is, for me, we're better off with Trump in power. And I know that sounds crazy, but at least the people wake up, and that's our people wake up and see that this guy don't like them. And then well, they, I'm they tell take you, action. I'll tell you, Paul, I understand what you're saying, because I remember way back in the 80s, I thought that uh, Ronald Reagan coming into office, we would wake up and, and realize that we have no friends. We still believe somehow that the, the, the uh, judicial system and the legislative system will all benefit us ultimately, and that's bull. But, you know, it, it, it didn't happen. In fact, it, our, our malaise got even deeper because affirmative action, even though Ronald Reagan was designed uh, to, to eliminate it, but we felt that somehow we could manage those things. Let me get um, another caller in here, Paul. 602, 602, good afternoon. Yes, Brother Oshi, greetings and greetings to Brother Paul from across the pond. That's for sure. That's for sure, right on. Yes. You know, just to, just to um, supplement on what Brother Paul said, you know, um, these, um, Dr. Um, Amos Wilson said, you know, in order for white supremacy to to function, white supremacy has to recruit from the same group of people that they are oppressing. And as we watch the dwindling numbers of the European, because they are the minority on the planet, as their numbers dwindle, what you're going to see them do, they're going to be fermenting more conflict amongst the colored people of the world. Yes. You see, they have to ferment confusion between the colored people of the world. So we see... It's stir- they're stirring up conflict there. In the, we see what happened in Sudan, spiraling mm. out of control. Right. We see what's happening over there in the Cameroon between the, the, the French-speaking Africans and English-speaking Africans. Mm-hmm. Confusion is being fermented there. We see in the Caribbean, the, the, the man from the UN just left Jamaica the other day. One from the UN and another big prominent um, world politician just left from Jamaica. And what they are trying to do in Jamaica, they are trying to get Jamaica to go into Haiti to talk about they are trying to stabilize Haiti. The poor Jamaica can't even stabilize herself, much less <laughs> trying to go into Haiti to go out stabilize <laughs> So you see these people going around the planet constantly stirring up confusion right. because that is the way they, right. they stay on top is yep. being divide and conquer. Yep. Con- yes, confusion, spreading confusion, but yes. the, the, their time is limited because yes, you know, people getting tired of them. People getting tired of their foolishness. That's you know? right. That's right. Let's wake just up. Wanted to put that in, good brother. Thank you, brother All Marcus. Right. Thank you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Always. Thank you, brother Marcus. Six, six four six, six four six. Good afternoon. Hey, Oshie, what's popping, bro? Hey, brother. What's up, Jay? Listen, what is what is that that song? I think it was by the Temptations. Confusion oh. all over the world. Oh yeah, ball of confusion. Hey, yeah. 
Ball of Confusion. Ball now, confusion. it amazes me how most Negroes don't even understand the song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But hey, this is the time. This is the times that we live in. Yeah. I mean, we live in some really, really strange, strange times, man. To where, as I don't even think our people realize what's ahead. You know what I mean? What is the direction, as one would say, of the country with this beast, man? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's not gonna stop doing his thing. No, he's not. He's just gonna determine. He's just gonna determine what, you know, he's gonna do to make it mm-hmm. into the madness that it always it is. is. Exactly. It's just like you, you have people talking about what um, Paul just mentioned, Donald Trump getting back in office. Now, you know, you have a lot of people who think that is far fetched, but like I the do, chances. Hey, but to, but to be honest with you, the chances are of that happening is far greater than sure what we would like, like to, to no, accept. Exactly. I mean, and you're right because you know how these um, Yorubos get down. Mm-hmm. I mean, to to yeah. to to place him back into office as a convicted felon, which he will be if they could ever get their act together and take this trial, imagine what kind of statement that would make. I mean, just just think about what kind of statement that would make that you would have a convicted felon as the president of the United States. Now, 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 this is the thing that makes it interest, interesting. Let's say that he's convicted in Atlanta, which is a state which is not federal, whereby him being the president of the United States, he could pardon himself as the president <laughs> from a federal crime, but he can't pardon him sp- himself from the state, from the crime. state right. as a exactly. state crime. Exactly. So whereby it would then be up to the governor, who would probably be a Republican, to pardon him from the state. And I mean, imagine this goddamn cracker. Yeah. Being a convicted felon and convicted in all of that, now as the president of the United States, you would have to get rid of him. Yeah. You would have to get rid of him. I mean, in order for the country and civilization to move forward, because there's no telling what this bastard would do. But the thing that gets me is white folks know this. White folks know this. And they're going to do so it anyway. So with white folks knowing this, yeah. why haven't you eliminated him already? Right. But then let's take it to a deeper level. If they eliminate him, who then becomes the front runner? A more foul, smoother piece of shit, DeSantis, yeah. who yeah. the white man would then... I mean, we just in a sick country, man. It is. This is a sick country, and, 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 and black people 
always talking about they want to be a part of it. Man, you got to figure out, we as a collective, how we separate ourselves from these sick bastards. Because they sick. The whole system yeah, shows they're, they're, they're the evil, sickness and the evil under yeah. your rule. Well, let me let me catch another caller, Jay. Man, you're yes, right, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. All right, sister, sister Habia, how you doing? I'm blessed. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Oh, yeah, really enjoying your program as as uh, as usual. It's very good, and and it is about confusion um, yeah. and. Uh, that's what the world is today. Yep. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, it's so much corruption. So whatever they're saying about Biden and all the other ones, it, it's a lot of corruption. And uh, you know, I was um, agreeing with um, uh, Paul about the friendly fire. Mm-hmm. The United States is an abomination. They yeah. diabolic. I don't believe it. I don't know that much about the story, but I don't believe it's no friendly fire. I think the brother, the, the brother was very confused, borrowed confusion to want to go mm-hmm. and fight Afghanistan. That's the, the well, you know, that's well, the, well, the thing the is this, the, the society so whips you up. The society gives you that notion that. about an enemy. The society gives you a notion about an enemy and whips you up. And so it puts that into your mind. Your psyche. We got to go there and kill him. We got to go there and, re, you know, get, get right, revenge. Right. Yeah. They're trying to do that with, with Ukraine, too, mm-hmm. trying to have right. us think we need to go over and kill the racist Ukrainians who hate us, mm-hmm. who hate black people yeah. in Germany. So, you know, I would not be surprised if they shot the brother in in the back, mm-hmm. you know, just because of their diabolical nature, you know. Yeah. And so, and like this thing with, with uh, you know, I was agreeing with Brother Paul about this thing. They're trying to get us into a World War Three with Biden. I mean, because they, they're trying to put this up like it's a Ukrainian war, but this is the United States war because they're giving them all billions and billions yeah, of dollars. Yeah, giving them the equipment. You know? They give yeah, equipment, money and, and they're equipment. trying to get everybody else to go up mm-hmm. against them and things, you know. So this mm-hmm. is the United States waging this war, and I, you know, I, like they're trying to get us into a World War Three. Well, and so anytime, um, anytime you uh, uh, get in, get engaged with the main adversaries in the world, Russia, China, United States, NATO, <laughs> you, you know, the consequences could be catastrophic. And it could be worldwide. So that's Absolutely. just a fact. Yeah. And, you know, the propaganda, what, I don't even know what their contention is. I mean, the United States needs to just be keeping themselves out of here talking about they, they want freedom of the world. We ain't getting the freedom for the Africans living here in the United States. Mm-hmm. So it's just like an abomination to me. Yeah. It, it, it really is. And, you know, this thing with DeSanto, um, there was a brother that was talking, his name was Bob Cotillo. He was talking yesterday. He has a program on WALK. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how um, Jeff Bezos said his name, that he was um, Elon Musk. Right, was, Elon Musk was on the financing, yes. Yeah, Eli, yeah. they were saying he's, he's trying to buy the president. Mm-hmm. He's trying to buy uh, DeSanto. Yeah. And he's saying, what, uh, you know, because they went on Twitter, and, you know, he's saying how um, – DeSantos would be his little puppet, could have him, because he's trying to buy out of space. He done bought all the ships out of space, mm-hmm. trying to buy the communications and, and Twitter. So, you know, it's, 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 it's very corrupt, you know, and that, yeah. that guy's very Well, too, so. once again, though, sister, they they plan, we must plan. Our problem is, is that we think our future and everything is tied to them. 
you know, that is tied to them that that we 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 too sing America, you know. No. <laughs> yeah. You but anyways, right, right. you know. I'm, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I said. Anyways, it's my my uh, time is up. But uh, so I'm just wondering what Paul could say about the the, the ALD in UK because I, I heard that uh, I, I know over the side was talking about they was having one and I wonder how the the ALD was in the UK. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Brother Paul might know. Brother, yeah, that's what I was asking. Brother Paul. Yes, sir. Uh, sister Habia has a question. Go ahead, sister. Yeah, I was just... Uh, yeah, how you doing, Brother Paul? I always appreciate you. I'm doing fine, too. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. How was the... UK, uh, there's a brother, Obertishak, I don't know if you know about him, but he had, was mentioning something about the ALD was happening in the UK, and I was trying to see if you give us an update about that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... You know what? I, I, I'm not so familiar with a brother uh, a sister funny enough a sister i don't know if you know well you heard of sister fahima she's in mm-hmm. um, her, um she, she sent me some information on him um and I, I did have a look at him but i'm not so familiar with him but i'm gonna i'm gonna um i'm gonna do some do a little bit of research to find out there's so much going on i tell her so much um but yeah i will do that and i will get back to you Right on. Well, how was the ALD? Did, did you participate in the ALD in the UK this weekend? Um, that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, well, like I said, there's so much to be involved oh. in. I, uh, uh, so <laughs> obviously you didn't go to African what? Liberation Day. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and and the, what, what it is, is usually I get uh, information via social media because right. I myself have my own little responsibilities and things, so it's very difficult to spread yourself you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm going to do a little research and find out. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right, family. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Listen, you have a blessed day. Do Love whatever you, you do. You know it. Whatever you guys do today, you know, be safe. And hopefully uh, we'll come together again on Wednesday. All right, family. Peace. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they sure in hell don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shemhotep, that means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahadie means our victorious destiny. Family, we will. Be victorious. See you on Wednesday. Peace.